everybody, and welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the somewhat onerous task of writing and tries to take it a little easier. I am Mary Mascari. And I'm Melissa Long. We are continuing our series on talking about Pixar's 22 rules of storytelling. But before we do that, I remembered that we're going to talk about, uh, tell people how to see us on the socials, which is, um, we are on, what are we on? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all writing easy podcast. If you search yes. that, you'll find us. Yeah, and we try to do other cool stuff. So it's not just talking about our episodes. It's just sort of like, hey, here's something else that's relevant. Here's something else that's going on and all that good stuff. Yeah, so if you love the podcast or you disagree with something that we're saying, hit us up on our socials and tell us why. Maybe we'll even yeah. give you a shout out on the next episode. As long as you're nice. I mean, if you're... Yeah, if you're a jerk about it. Jerky, then yeah. No, I don't care. <laughs> but I'm sure you're not. I'm sure all our listeners are wonderful, delightful people, so I don't doubt it. Well, Pixar's 22 rules of storytelling. We are not doing them in order. We are doing them as they occur to us. <laughs> so we are now going to do number 10. Melissa, do you want to read number 10? Because you're the one who chose this one. Yeah, so number 10 is pull apart the stories you like. What you like is in them is part of you, and you've got to recognize it before you can use it. Super deep. Yeah. This is resonating with me because I become obsessed with what I like. And uh -huh. I like I love to binge watch TV. I love to reread my favorite books. Um, I fall in love with those characters. And I think as a creative, it's really powerful to pause and think about, like, what is it? that you love about those yeah. stories, those characters, those worlds, and how do you replicate that in your own work? And it's it's difficult to replicate it exactly, right? Because obviously uh, you're comparing batter to finished baked goods. But yeah, I think it's important to understand like what, yeah, what's so cool about it? Why do you like it? You know, the first thing I thought of, well, that was the first thing I thought of when we were talking about this, but just now I was thinking about how I'm completely, I got completely uh, obsessed with the adventure zone particularly the balance art mm -hmm. and think about why that is. And I really think it's the character of taco. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good trickster. So that character type, that archetype is, is something I like a lot. And in fact, in my thesis novel at Seton Hill, my main character and sort of not really protagonist, kind of pseudo antagonist friend of the protagonist, I don't know, uh, was definitely a trickster character. So I, like I saw that um, archetype and used it. What are you obsessed with? I am obsessed with a lot of things um, <laughs> and some things that don't seem like, oh, you would like this and this. For example, uh, I always and still am obsessed with Harry Potter and all things J.K. Rowling. Um, are you playing the online game? The, I am the playing the game? online game. I just started. It, it's it's a lot of fun, I think. But we'll have to again, fun. I'm obsessed. So yeah. <laughs> like, um, yes, I, I love that universe, the stories, the characters. But on the flip side, I love things like West Wing. <laughs> like I love things yeah. that are very political and very, um, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of a, a good one that like feels very different from um, like, okay, Fleabag is a show on Amazon. Um, it's mm -hmm. more like a dramedy type show obsessed with it i love everything about the show it's very short very concise and it's totally different from anything else 
that I like. So when I get this kind of prompt, I'm always like, what was it about that particular one that made me like fall in love with the story and the writing and the characters versus things like girls, which I think you could compare it to. And I hated girls. So what is it about um, Fleabag that you connect with, do you think? I think it's the it's the characters. I so I really love a flawed character. Um mm-hmm. but I need to be and in, like intrigued enough by their flaws and the conflict that they're facing to want to root mm-hmm. for them and understand the journey, like the arc. Mm-hmm. And I think it was brilliantly done in terms of like where she started to where the character finished. Um mm-hmm. and to watch that all of those characters unfold and sort of redeem themselves to some extent, but not really. <laughs> like it, it's, mm-hmm. I like that journey. That's something that's very attractive to me. It also played with like um, religion and it played with a lot of tropes in terms of turning them on their heads. So I love a good anti-villain or anti-hero, I guess is the right word, anti-hero. I love that darker hero yeah. that's flawed. A little mysterious thing. Yeah. That's cool. Now, have you written characters like that? Have you have you used that in your own work now? Yeah, almost all the time. I I, <laughs> nice. like, I mean, there are just certain tropes that I I can't escape, and yeah. the antihero is one of them. Um, I know from looking at stories that I love that I am obsessed with a good love triangle. I know people hate that trope and cliche, and I'm like. That's my thing. I like love mm-hmm. triangles. I will often have a love triangle in my stories because I like the dynamics. I like the conflict. I like um, the un- unsatisfying sort of nature of like somebody's got to yeah. like there's not there's always going to be somebody who's hurting or somebody who's upset yeah. in that scenario. Or is and there? you like the is it like a is it like the the bad boy archetype or is it like the I'm just curious because this I'm I'm now psychoanalyzing you just so you know I'm, yeah. I'm taking notes here. You so and all when, our listeners, <laughs> tell me about your mother. Um, some of it, some of it is. Yeah. I mean, I think like I love vampire fiction, so I think there's always a part of me that's drawn to this like dark, like mm-hmm. bad boy or perceived bad boy characters. Yeah. Um, but I like the I, the dynamic of power and the power sort of imbalance that comes with those. Yeah types of relationships um yeah i don't know except i was watching a little bit of umbrella academy i haven't gotten back to it uh and the character whose name has completely left my mind his superhero name was seance um in the comics but he's that same thing he's like he can commune with the dead and the only way he can keep the dead from talking to him is if he's high so he's like this total drug addict, but he's the actor who plays him goes completely flamboyant and crazy and nuts and brilliant, but he's still also really smart and great. And I love that combination. Yeah. But yeah, it's a similar similar thing with Bad Boy. But I just yeah, I like I like that combination of complete freedom and also complete competence. And now what that says about me as a person, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't have a degree in psychology. Yeah. <laughs> But my like the I was prepping, you know, I was looking at this and I thought about um Dragonflight, the book Dragonflight by Anne McCaffrey, mm. that whole series. Yeah. And I was like, what is it what what do I like about that? And I was thinking, well, I like the whole like community and obviously, you know, having a dragon that picks you, your own special friend who knows you better than everybody else. I'm like, Yep. And then the also the you're special and 
we, you know, you even you didn't know it, but now we'll tell you how special you are, and boom, you're being recognized for your specialness. I'm like, wow, gifted kid syndrome, much? Yep. <laughs> and sometimes it's a little painful to take that look. You're like, yeah, I know. Shut up, I know. <laughs> but it's so common, especially in in like fantasy stories yeah. and science fiction stories. There is that the the journey the hero's journey of like this hero is different and mm-hmm. um i think that's satisfying as a reader because we're always feeling like an outsider like at least i was growing yeah. up i always felt different from my friends mm-hmm. and so to be able to pick up a book where the main character was different but that different was celebrated um yeah and was often the thing that allowed them to save the day like that's a really yeah. great um story mm-hmm. to be able to connect with um and i think that's that's part of what certainly i think science fiction and fantasy as genres offer is that you know outsider is actually awesome and i think that's why you know it's kind of a a cycle right so so us weirdos like it because we know we're weirdos and so we write the things about being weirdos so it's just kind of a like an ongoing thing you know because i mean you read a literary novel and it's not weirdo who's a you know who has a strength that's usually just I mean, they have flaws, but it's not like, thank goodness, because you have this special ability, it's actually what we need to save the world. It's more of like, wow, that really sucks how you think about yourself first, so maybe you shouldn't do that. But yeah, you probably still will. So, okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. Glad you almost learned your lesson. (laughs) Yeah. But I think the other important thing about this quote, um, or this rule, I guess, is that you have to use yourself. Like use use you use your own pains and it doesn't have to be like fresh like what you're anguishing over right now but use your whole life and dramatize it and you know twist it a little bit but that's you've got plenty of material there it's what you know best and and also with that you might end up I wouldn't say repeating yourself but revisiting the same themes over and over again and I think that's okay too. Yeah, I think that's definitely okay. And I don't think it's it's exclusive to writers. Um, I think if you mm-hmm. look at actors, you will see that many of them do the same types of shows or movies. And it's not necessarily, I'm talking beyond typecasting. I'm talking about they are leading, they are choosing projects that mm-hmm. um, represent a theme that is important to them or a journey that is important yeah. to them and they are drawn to those types of stories and that type of material i think it's the same thing with with writers like yeah and musicians yeah. and visual artists yeah. you definitely i mean there are some it, it kind of goes in in waves right like you might see like okay these three albums are very similar and then all of a sudden they went wing off another direction and you know because they kind of plumbed that depth and now they're on towards something else but but yeah, there's nothing you, you there you can't be all over the place anyway. It's it's important to kind of give things themes that resonate with you. Yeah. And as you grow, like as we yeah. do as humans, we grow, Hopefully. right? We learn, we go through different phases and then that should be reflected in our our art. What's great about this rule is it gives you a tool to find those things. Right? To to take those things apart. So maybe a good exercise would be to write down, you know, make a list of 10 stories that really resonate with you like or throughout your whole life or just like right now and look at that look at what's what's going on why why those and what are the what are the themes in there that you care about and then you you know then you're aware of it and then that's something you can use not to say that you have to be literal about it to say okay oh look all these stories are about 
I don't know, loss. And so I have to write something about loss. Like, no, but you know that loss means something to you. And, and honestly, even if it doesn't reflect itself in your writing, I think it might be a good journey of self-discovery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I look at the the works that I am attracted to and drawn to and reread over and over again, often I see themes of um, injustice. And like I said, like power dynamics. So I'm looking at the political mm-hmm. system of a world um, and how somebody is getting justice or trying to write that political imbalance. And so it may not seem obvious um, at mm-hmm. first glance, but when you dig deeper, that is a theme that consistently shows up in things that I love. Um, and it also shows up in my writing. And now that I know that, I'm like, that's part of my voice. It's part of my brand. It's part of the types of stories that I want to tell. And I think when you're working on a book or you're working on a, a script, you are spending a ton of time in that world doing prep, doing, you know, character sketches and um, outlining and plotting and revising and reading proofs. And you need to be passionate about what you're writing about. Like you can't mm-hmm. jump from trend to trend because it seems hot in the media or in popular culture or in Hollywood. You have to be passionate about it, which is why that theme and that voice and what you like is so important. Yeah. And everyone has it. And I like the way the, the, the word voice you use is very important because that's something they say like, oh, what's what's the thing that really sets a, an author apart, a writer apart is voice. And you're like, what the frick is voice? And I think this is where you start to build it is kind of looking at your work, looking at other people's work and how you react to it. Look at yourself and kind of, yeah, where are you coming from? What are you what are you after? What are you trying to do as an artist? What are you trying to say? And you know, you, you can't be, it's not like, you know, a moral of the story you're pounding in, but a little awareness would probably be, it's going to be helpful for you. Yeah. I you got to bake it in. Yeah. Got to bake it in. Like, I like, I like a little humor in mine. I like a little snark, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, that's my style. I write a little more happy and like, I don't know, mm-hmm. people say I have a younger voice so I, and I do write YA yeah. because of that. So there you go. Well, I think we've uh, plumbed the depths of this as well. So, uh, listeners, if you know, go hit us up on the socials and talk about what things you like and why you think you like it and what, what that tells you about yourself and if you've put it in your writing. Yeah, we want to hear. We want to know. Tell us all your secrets. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, tell us your dark secrets. <laughs> uh, no, not too much, please. It is the internet and uh, Russia is listening. Well, all right. Next time, uh, we're going to take on another Pixar rule. Uh, But I think we've gotten as much out of this one as we're going to get. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. Sounds good. All right. Remember, everybody, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary Mascari. And I'm Melissa Long. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.